Hardly a day goes by without reports of a workplace shooting someplace or other. The Defense Department has been building an elaborate system to control physical access to its thousands of facilities. This has been going on for years. But it needs to do a better job of making sure it all works. Here with more, Diana Maurer, Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Ms. Maurer, good to have you back. It's great to be back on the show, Tom. And I don't know about you, but uh, probably we've both been to DOD facilities recently. I was at the Pentagon earlier this week, and it ain't easy to get in there. So it looks like everything is buttoned up. But uh, what did you look at specifically in this report, the database matching system, it looks like? Right, exactly. So as, as you very correctly pointed out, uh, the Defense Department takes physical security and access controls to its various installations extremely seriously, and they've devoted a lot of time and attention and money to improve uh, their physical security and uh, enhance security screenings to make sure that the people who have the appropriate credentials and the appropriate business uh, are able to get on the installations, and people who don't are, are, are not allowed on the installations. So there are a lot of different things that the Defense Department uses to, uh, do the, to make this possible. We focus specifically on what are known as physical access control systems. And since this is a DOD uh, initiative, they have an acronym for that, and that's a, those are known as PACs. And what that involves is a technology where, uh, for example, a guard, will scan someone's ID, and that ID is then checked against a series of databases to make a determination whether or not that person should be allowed on the base. Yeah, so they've got the actual physical security barriers and all of that pretty much in place everywhere. They must be the second biggest Jersey barrier customer in the United States. But this is an issue of information technology and back-end connection to lots of different databases, correct? That's exactly the case. So what, what happens is... If you try to get on an installation and you show an ID, they will scan it. It will go back and check against a number of different systems. They're checking to see whether or not you are on the terrorist screening database. They're checking to see whether or not there are any outstanding warrants out for your arrest. They're also checking to make sure that your credentials are still valid. They don't want people trying to sneak in on an expired ID, for example. So you're absolutely right. A lot of this involves really IT systems and the ability to have those systems talk to each other and do that in a very timely way, right? Because every day there are thousands of people who have legitimate business working on military installations who have to come on and off base. This all has to work pretty quickly. And what you found is that most of the armed forces, the exception being the Air Force, don't really do a good job of monitoring how effective these are, how well they work? Exactly. So one of the things that we were sort of surprised to find out was that most of the services, so specifically the Army, the Navy, and the Marine Corps, were not checking uh, at, the, at the central level, at the headquarters level, to see how frequently the installations were actually using these PACs, using these systems. We thought that that's an important oversight mechanism to ensure that uh, the individual installations were in compliance with the security regulations. It was something that the Air Force and the Defense Logistics Agency, DLA, were doing, and we thought it was important for the other services to do that as well. They agreed and they've, uh, they concurred with our recommendations and say they're going to take action to make sure that that happens. Is that to say that there are people getting through without being subject to that scanning of their documents by a PAC? What that means is that at the headquarters level, they're not checking to see how frequently uh, the PACs are being used. At any given day, installation commanders, appropriately so, 
have the discretion to set security levels and the specific security mechanisms and checks that are going to be in place. So PACs may not be used at all places at all times. Um, and, that, and that's okay, but what we wanted to make sure was that at the headquarters level at the services, PACs use was being tracked and monitored, just to make sure that there weren't any undue instances of it being used too infrequently or being out of compliance uh, with, with regulations. One of the things we did find, which is really kind of a good news story, is that there were 42,000 instances of PACs working as intended. So 42,000 instances where someone with a valid ID was not allowed on, was, was flagged by the system because they had an outstanding warrant. Um, and that shows that the system worked. We're speaking with Diana Maurer, Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office. So, for example, say, in in the discretion to use or not use one, if there's a day when there are no external visitors expected or scheduled, then they could simply look at IDs of inbound civilian staff and and service members and maybe not use the PACs and then reinstate it when there are a lot of visitors, for example. Is that a good example of how this might or may not work? Right, exactly. The the, the installation commander has the, has the discretion to, to make those decisions on you know, when PACs are going to be used. Um, you know, there, there are some installations that have you know, really large workforce, and there's sometimes concerns about if you use PACs all the time, you could have traffic jams, for example, getting onto base. So they have to, they have to weigh those considerations. Or if there's a, there's a large retirement ceremony on, on a particular installation, they may uh, take different security measures that don't involve use of PACs for everyone. I imagine some of the bases and installations might have nested PACs because within a given installation, there might be something that's even more secret or more protected than the outer donut of the larger installation. That would certainly be the case at some installations. Our review looked at the outer perimeter. There are multiple levels of security, multiple levels of access at, at different installations. And if your recommendation is to monitor the use of it by higher levels up, what does that mean in terms of the discretion that the local commander has to invoke it or to turn it off that day? Well, I think what that means is that it just it just makes there's a little more accountability and it would allow headquarters to just keep their eye on on the ball a little more a little more carefully to make sure that individual commanders weren't sort of working outside the bounds of the spirit of the policy. At the end of the day, the, the services give a lot of discretion to the installation commanders, but as with everything in the government, we think it's important to have that checks and balances. So it's important to have headquarters at least be informed and involved about how frequently they're being used. And we should probably note that the mere wearing of a uniform doesn't guarantee anyone automatic access. I noticed even at the Pentagon, which has a lot of like an airport-like capacity for processing people through, uh, you know, I saw members of the Marine Corps have to take off their belts and shoes or whatever it is and, and go through the same screening as regular vendors and everybody else. Exactly. That's part of the security procedures that the Defense Department and, frankly, many other federal agencies have in place. Um, you know, since 9-11 and since a, a number of other tragic incidents at, on military installations, uh, security is, is an increasing is an increasing concern. You know, I, I can remember years ago, Fort Belvoir in, in Northern Virginia 
was was a public access facility, and people were able to drive through it as part of their commutes and go onto the base anytime they wanted to. Um, they couldn't obviously go everywhere on the base, but they could get access to it, and that that all changed post 9/11. And so, in the current security environment. DOD takes security very, very seriously. And I guess in the post-Navy Yard shooting incident here in Washington, then the notion that you can't even trust the people you ostensibly trust came into being. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that gets into the whole issue of, a, of an insider threat. And so there are a whole separate set of programs that we didn't look at as part of this report that DOD has in place to address that insider threat. Where PACs could potentially come into play is you could have someone who's worked on a base, who's had an ID for many years, suddenly had a run-in with the law, and they now have a warrant. And once that warrant goes into the system, that will be flagged the next time they try to go on base. And that's that could keep someone off base who may be a potential security concern. Diana Maurer is Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Find a link to her report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now.